I'm Dane G. Kroll, author of the Realm of Goryeo series, and you're listening to Comic Pop Library. Episode of Comic Pop Visits brought to you by Comic Pop Library. I'm Logan along with Richard here, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just went backwards. <laughs> Let's try that again. Whew. Looking at you, and I said your name, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> we're first at it, first at it. That's why we record. <laughs> so, yeah, take two, take two. Really, three, two. Sometimes we leave them in, so it's funny enough. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Comic Pop Visits brought to you by Comic Pop Library. I'm Richard along with Logan here, and today we're are going to be visiting with the author of the trilogy the legend of v varak holstein hopefully that's pronounced correctly i tried to practice <laughs> so thanks <laughs> for coming good. on that's pretty good uh thanks for coming on varak mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for having me. Varak came to us by way of his publicist at the time. So he's worked with us by letting us read his group of books right now. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, it's the Legend of V series. The first book is the Solar System's Prophecies. Triangle Corruption is the second book. And the third book is Psycho Star Showdown. And all of these are available through Amazon. Are there any other places at the moment? Varak? Yes, I have my own website, thelegendofv.com. Okay. And they're also available on other other major online book distribution platforms like barnesandnoble.com, iBooks, Kobo, okay. Rakuten, things like that. Okay, cool. Oh, Wasn't sure. Now, I'd, we'll make a comment. This group of stories started when you were how old? Uh, unofficially, it started when I was 11 and officially when I was 15. Okay. Yeah. So the idea sparked at 11 and 15. So, And he, he's now in his early 20s. Mm-hmm. So he's been working on this for a few years now. But I have to say, you haven't aged much on the back of your covers <laughs> <laughs> it's the same picture um i still don't look that much older than the back of the picture so yeah i'm 20 right now and that picture on the back of the book is when i'm 13 oh there's a little bit of difference there <laughs> slight slight I've, for the fourth book i took a different headshot i'm going to be using that from now on okay so well, he's already let some slip we can get ready for a fourth book <laughs> Yes, yes, I am. Uh, uh, no, that's no secret. That's no secret. I yeah, was there was on, a few bits of uh, actually saying line. that. Oh man, my thought, my thought, I had thought, and then it just kind of <laughs> went out the window. So no, I was planning on announcing it in the coming weeks anyway. Okay. I was planning on doing some sort of book giveaway through my oh, email distribution service on Mailchimp okay. just to get people excited for it. I'm not going to quite reveal the cover or the plot or anything else about it. Just the fact that it's happening because mm-hmm. I'm actually rather close to finishing. the 
the draft. I'm only maybe 30, 40 pages off from the end of it. Wow, nice. And then after that comes the age-old task of editing. Oh, yes. That can take a while. (laughs) Yes. Even just editing these podcasts down takes longer than what people realize. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it'll probably be a week, you know, almost two weeks to edit this down because I think everybody doesn't know. You kind of know for anybody that doesn't know, and I don't think he minds me saying this, Varrock has a couple of YouTube channels that you edit to a degree, I'm sure, so you know what editing is like on that as well. I think they say for every 10 minutes of a podcast it's roughly 45 minutes to an hour of editing yes that's but about right i've gotten a little bit faster over the years but it's still it's probably about third i've gotten it down between 30 to 40 minutes now for yeah it depends on also what you're editing into yeah. it if you're just editing yeah. stuff out it's a Much lot easier more. if you're yeah. editing stuff into it it takes a bit more time to do it and mm-hmm. at this point we kind of put everything in and then we edit out so that's sped it up a lot you kind of yeah. learn okay. some tricks as you go <laughs> <laughs> tricks so, of the trade so you have time i don't think we'll spoil the release of what you're talking about so this will probably go up in a couple of weeks so yeah and in a couple of weeks uh well people will understand when they hear it so <laughs> Uh, one of the things we have to comment on is the age that you started this on. And we, we're going to try to stay away from spoilers, everyone. So if we don't, Varrock will slap our hands and say don't. <laughs> so I'm, be quiet. So. And I'm guessing you had m- at least moderate inspiration from the Magic Tree House in Dragon Ball Z. but Magic Tree House in which series? Dragon Ball Z or Sonic with the... <laughs> Sonic, yeah, definitely Super Sonic. Sonic. That's, that's the inspiration of the prophecies, yes. <laughs> the Chaos Emeralds are the yeah. prophecies. It's not not note for note, but I changed them up a little bit. Obviously, the prophecies uh-huh. are sentient, and the Chaos uh-huh. Emeralds aren't. Yeah, true. So Logan hit that one off. <laughs> yeah, right on, nailed it right on the head. The Magic actually also one of my two favorite book series alongside uh, Percy Jackson. Nice. Ah, okay. You see, you two are gamers. I'm not, so I don't really connect with the Sonic. I do a little bit with the Dragon Ball Z because I watched the anime and read the manga, but I'm not as much as a gamer. I watched a little bit of Dragon Ball Z Kai when I was ah. a lot younger, and I, this was like this was before I started writing books. This was like eight, nine, ten years old. Okay. So actually, only like a year or two before. So, <laughs> so I was watching it always like Friday, Saturday mornings. Huh. Not morning. Friday night, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And my my dad would walk in and just say, What what is what are you watching? I'm like, it's Dragon Ball. <laughs> and then he commented on how it takes forever for anyone to punch someone. <laughs> and he's kinda right. Uh, <laughs> might take an episode to get two punches in. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it takes forever to get two punches in, then there's twenty punches in less than a second, then it takes forever to get another punch. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you started this off at a young age, like you've already commented. Mm-hmm. So I could really tell from yeah, at the very first bit. book. You going... seem to be getting much more focused by the third, but yeah, you could uh, tell I, I, I didn't. I didn't so, hear you, Logan. Sorry. Can you say oh. that again? You could tell you were getting much more focused by the third, but yeah, the first one was a bit body or not body. It was What's a bit, the word? It was a bit more scattered. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit more. I'll definitely say that much. And it was just a product of its time, its producer, its creator. I have gone back to it and seen that its writing style is vastly different from the Mm. second and especially the third one. Just wait till the fourth. Well, I know, like I said, this, the very first one is like, okay, this is wish fulfillment fantasy all the way of a young man. You know, it's like, this is what, so you could tell, yes. Yeah, I could, 
I actually accurately guessed that it was done by middle school age before I learned that you were 15-ish when you wrote it. So that's... Yeah. yeah. It's still entertaining, but yeah, yeah, you could tell. Yeah, yeah. No, Um, it's definitely one of the more unique qualities of the first book, for better or worse. For me, it's a, a mixed bag, obviously. There are some parts that are redundant, like the beginnings of chapters outright sometimes just repeat what the mm-hmm. previous chapter ended on. It's also a new adventure for V. So... Mm-hmm. The picture of this, he just came out of this horrible phase of his life and suddenly he's thrown into this vast world where things he's never even fathomed are happening in front of him he he probably doesn't know how to react I, I don't even know how to react to it so he just ends up repeating things until it eventually makes sense in his head so in that light i guess i could say yeah it does give the book a juvenile quality but it's also special in that it's the stepping stone it's the first piece of the staircase for both me and my main character yep and looks almost like he was based on you physically too just going by the covers and looking at you uh actually i'm also wearing his t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> there we go nice <laughs> There yeah, this is my this is my book presentation T-shirt. I have only one of these. It has lasted me since since I was fifteen. <laughs> so basically, whenever you do the book presentations, you're cosplaying as the main character. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and that's pretty evident too, because Varak, then you have V, so it it kind of mm-hmm. ties in. That's why I said it's wish fulfillment. It's definitely there, and every young man and boy has that. Yeah. And yeah. you just you just put it into the written form which not very many young men would do so in that regards you're way ahead of the curve of what all of us were just out playing around you were out there you're you were in there hammering away on a script so Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah, I he is my nickname. Okay, <laughs> nice. And some of the names you've used, I don't know if these are a reflection of your family, and you don't want to give the names out. Some of the names are unique as well. But your brothers are D and Z. And anymore, we shouldn't be surprised about names of people because we have Apple and we have Blue and we have several other unique names now in the world. So, <laughs> so I guess just the initial shouldn't be a surprise. But then you have Griff, who's the best friend, which I'm mm-hmm. kind of like later on in the series and it doesn't show yet but i kind of get this that you know griff is usually short for grifter which is you know somebody that's a little conniving somebody that might be foreshadowing something and he is a little bit of a conniver to a degree too so So. Yeah, no, um, so V is based off me, Varrock, but short for that is V. Mm-hmm. I actually got that when I transferred schools huh. from an Armenian school to a Lutheran school mm-hmm. where no one had the accent that could say my name. We try. Yeah. <laughs> they would all just kind of just botch my first name. So I said eventually go. after like the first couple months, you know what? Call me V. Just V. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It works. And that nickname has stuck ever since. And that's how my main character got his name. And mm-hmm. same, not the same, but similar stories to my two brothers. Uh, I won't actually say their names. I'm not sure if they right. want me to. But yeah, my little brother's nickname is D. And then my older brother's nickname is Z. So <laughs> easy, easy names for the three brothers. Yep. And then for Griff, I actually couldn't come up with a name for the character. Even <laughs> after I wrote the first draft of the Solar System's Prophecies, it was just insert V's best friend name here and i had to fill in each one after the first draft ended i'm like oh my god you know what i'm gonna put my friend's name abbreviated in here as a joke until i could come up with a name for the character and then in the meantime i would taunt him that he's in my book 
and he, I, I never changed it. You just stuck. <laughs> so, so Griff's name is actually based off Griffin. Oh, oh, that's a unique name too. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, nice. So yeah, that's all I'll say about uh, my friend's name. Right. I won't uh-huh. say his last name. So <laughs> yeah, I cut it down to Griff, and like, boom, character name. Yeah, there you I go. guess not at the time, but after publishing, I'm like, yeah, I guess this is happening. Cool. It worked. And <clears throat> trying to do this so we don't give much away. Uh, you come in association with a police officer named Roger. Roger. Yes. It's hard to put that D in there. But yeah. <laughs> another one of the things that I were you watching what is the show called treehouse masters or something when you did this because you're living in a treehouse <laughs> and i was like okay this is really going wish fulfillment fantasy definitely for for sure for young boys but is that's a big treehouse apparently Don't <laughs> yeah. My, that's, yeah that's how you could guess magic treehouse um yeah <laughs> I, I actually always wanted a treehouse as like a really young kid too there's actually a clubhouse in my backyard oh. it was supposed to be on our orange tree but we love our orange tree so we weren't going to cut it down and put a house in it which in hindsight was a great idea because i rarely ever went in that clubhouse i didn't even help build it i was very, i was lazy anyway <laughs> but yeah that's 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 why v griff roger end up living in a treehouse in the first book is because it's my it was my dream too as a young kid really that could be used as a reason for a lot of the things that happened in this <laughs> uh-huh. series i was like just hmm wouldn't it be neat if this happened here in real life and i'm like oh i could use that for my book yeah. because i create i'm 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 the god of that world true that is true you uh-huh. are <laughs> Uh, now that's a really good metaphysical here. <laughs> what am I going to do to myself today? Huh? <laughs> I think I'll help out in this bit. And uh, actually help out in that bit. <laughs> uh, so yes. Uh, with going through the three books you have currently, and you said you're working on a fourth, what have you seen that has changed how you approach the books? What have I seen that has changed my approach to the books well definitely just furthering my writing craft my writing style has definitely improved over the years as you can plainly see between book one and three the writing format and style gets better Uh (laughs) true that is true that's that's probably the main one and the second one is probably theme theme is definitely important when it comes to the books i'm writing and the first one it's self-discovery and the second one it's good and evil Mm -hmm. and the third one it's psychoticism dealing with what's real and what's not right so that that is definitely the second thing and then the third thing is really just incorporating myself as much as i can and what i'm experiencing in the books i'm writing and so actually i'm gonna work on a side project after i finish the draft of the fourth book uh it's it's nothing it's nothing special yet it's just an idea right now but i'm working to develop it later and it's relevant to an issue that i have in my personal life so to give you an example a very vague example obviously i can't give too many specifics because one i'm not sure what will come of this idea and two not copyrighted so if i say it in the open air i'm not sure what's going to happen to it fair points but yeah those are probably the three biggest things that i've observed as an author cool and one of the things that i'll comment on that i want logan to comment on real fast on one of the things he really saw Mm. that i wanted him to but first i'll comment that you're kind of using your characters i'm not sure if this again is a little bit of wish fulfillment because of the age when you wrote them but the parents go along with these middle schoolers to young high schoolers fairly easily and what they're doing which is very 
very dangerous. And then we have, you know, the cases where the, you know, the parents aren't in the picture as well. So there's different structures throughout, but you're putting these at levels where they're not adults, but yet they still know a little bit. And usually in a lot of the writings, and this is where Logan's going to come in here in a moment, is you don't sometimes see that. And Logan, I want you to take a moment here and say what you saw in his books that you thought was unique. That could be a cartoon fairly easily. I'm not sure if that's... Oh, did you hear if him? If it's not that, I'm... Kind of I heard a, it could be a cartoon. Yeah, that's one of the ones I picked up on starting like a couple of chapters into the first book, I think. It could yeah. work very well as a cartoon of some sort. And that goes... Yeah, I could, def- I could definitely see that. And then for for actually V's and Griff's family, it's it's a bit more than just uh, disbelief because they were actually kidnapped by the Unbound right. Evil. Yeah. I get for uh, Candace, Zilla's mom, that uh, it could be a bit far-fetched because she she seems like a more grounded, normal human being, but she's got she's got her own bag of tricks that she's yeah. dealing with. Actually, the fourth book covers to oh. great detail. So, but the the fact was there that the, they do have a little you know you're they're coming into their own like you said it's self-discovery and a lot of times with logan saying it's cartoons a lot of the americanized cartoons don't necessarily always show middle schoolers uh developing their own ideas and carrying forth some are doing it better now but when i was a kid they really weren't it was more about oh they're getting in trouble and somehow they'll get out of it where they're not really planning per se but we watch a lot of anime and we watch a lot of manga but one of the ones we just recently watched was assassination classroom yeah and it's a group of middle schoolers trying to kill this supposed alien that we find out later but their ideas they're the writers of that show were taking them seriously mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. with the first book you could tell yes it's definitely wish fulfillment but as you get further in into the books like you said your writing improves and you see that developing in your style mm-hmm. too they're still young but they are being taken seriously part of that might be the powers but yeah <laughs> I, I didn't actually hear that last bit Logan. part of that, that might be the powers too because yeah. <laughs> yeah that's definitely got to do with the process Um, Are they gaining confidence or are they using their powers to trick people? Mm. Or people just don't (laughs) want to piss the super powered people off that much. That's the parallel. That's the fine line you got to hold that little scale on. True. Yeah. And I I noticed the second book was longer than the other two. Yeah. And I don't know if you were using it to set up other books, which I have a feeling you were, because it was like the story's over, but then it went on. And I'm like, for the second book. Yes. And I'm kind of like, huh, why are we getting into this character now? Because I don't want to say who the character is. And I'm like, why is this here? And it didn't show up in the third book. So hmm, that's what led me to believe there's something else coming on. I, th- I think run. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, and it's and I think what you're talking about is one chapter at the very end that <laughs> makes it seem like the story is going to keep going and then doesn't. So, so that was thrown in there for theme more than anything. Okay, but you, it's, it was it's still a kernel you could use later on though if you wanted. I could, I could, and that's and that's the most evil thing an author can do to their readers. Is, think oh look at this little tidbit i threw in but didn't fully develop i guess you'll have to read the future books to see if it ever does yes very, to be fair one very, of the one uh seasoned author trick <laughs> and to be fair one of the ones you were adding in the very last bits of two was directly followed up with three so yeah true and that's the first book there was something directly said by the unbound evil that pretty much almost the entire second book is about at least the first half of it so i, I don't i don't completely ignore everything i say <laughs> yeah. 
I remember seeing some bits of sequel hooks in the third one, if not exactly what they were now that it's been a week since I read it. But Probably yeah. roughly. Well, it's been about two weeks since you finished it, two yeah. or three. But I remember reading and noticing sequel hooks. <laughs> Don't remember what they are this far out from... Foreshadowing. Gotta yeah. have those. Probably for the better, because then we'd probably spoil it a little too much. <laughs> probably so. Now, the third book kind of took an interesting twist, because the first two directly involved the main characters. But for at least a third this is going to sound weird a third of the third book (laughs) kind of dwells into different characters which to me this is going to sound bad but it's not because you created and hopefully you did it this way you're you take a break from the main characters and that was a little bit of a welcome breather for me because i was like okay and i think it's because i read them so much in success right i think that's why and i don't know if other readers will get that it might be a different experience for them if they read them in a little bit different way but it was kind of like a nice little breather it's like oh wow there's these other characters that you can draw on again in the future if you chose to but I mean, talk about, like you said, perceptions and what's true or reality and not reality. And it was a little bit of a trip. And I kind of like those type of trips sometimes in my stories. And so it was a nice little breather and a break to say, okay, this is different. We're going down the rabbit hole. So (laughs) absolutely going down the rabbit hole. We're going into the earth past the rabbit hole. Yep. Yeah, no, book three three was definitely written in a very grim time in my life. I draw on probably the worst school experiences I ever had, which was the first year, first year, two years of high school for me. I went to Notre Dame High School right by my house. I don't say exactly how close to my house, but just know it's close. Okay. Uh, to some degree. I'm not going to say what degree that is. <laughs> but yeah, the themes that I witnessed at that high school were absolutely horrifying, both mm. physically, mentally, and in implication. So I drew on that as much as I could without going too far down. Okay. And I actually was so sick of writing the third book at some point that I wrote the entire last third of the book in a weekend. Huh. Oh, okay. And I, I didn't rush it. I didn't write like 60 pages in three hours i didn't just write the jumbled nonsense i sat there from eight to eight on a saturday and a sunday and just wrote straight i only took breaks to get water and go to the bathroom that's it wow and then you have to go back and edit it all out (laughs) and see what fits and see what doesn't (laughs) yeah and pretty good draft to editing for the draft of the last third we didn't change a whole lot there although the last fight in chapter chapter 50 i believe later in the book (laughs) yeah later in the book basically towards the very end all six characters were narrating at the same time which Mm, confused editing so i changed that it was an experiment (laughs) Okay. <laughs> it would have been interesting, but I have no clue if it would have been good or not. So who knows? It wasn't. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, like you said, you're the god of that world. You can do what you want. My <laughs> golly. And I can kind of see why you would have done it that way. But yeah, if it was too confusing. Yeah. 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 For, for Psycho Star Showdown, it was definitely appropriate. It just was, it was too much, even yeah. for, even for book three. Uh, one of the things as well that I want to ask you you're kind of keeping everything pretty close in a timeline I mean it's not well the first book jumps ahead but then it pretty much stays pretty consistent are you going to keep them pretty much the same or are you going to advance them in age kind of like how you are yourself as well you want to you know they're kind of well, what I can't remember what birthday V had was it his 14th 
14 okay so yeah so in the span of a, basically a year is these three books so well okay. the first the two first are part. right between each other back the to back. third one has a bit of a jump before yeah, it him, does. But yeah so i was wondering are you going to keep it that way or are you going to jump it ahead a little bit to kind of since you're also getting older and older are you wanting to advance them in age or you want to try to keep it into that middle school area so that it stays for that group of readers or what's your thoughts of the future for these characters for this series for the legend of the in particular they're going to stay the same the same age as far as plans now go they could always change in the future so take right. everything i say in terms of book plans <laughs> with a grain of salt because they could change like the swivel in this chair okay yep and uh-huh. so yeah for this series they're gonna stay the same age primarily but for future series i do plan on having some of these characters return and by then they will have advanced in age Neat. Okay. And the stuff you're working on as a side trip, are you going to use those kind of like to give yourself a break from the characters? To give yourself a time to just kind of breathe and kind of refresh your mind and then come back with a fresh track and say, okay, now I'm ready and recharged. Is that kind of your thought with your saying you have some side trips in mind? Not exactly. That's not exactly why I'm doing this side thing. I'm doing this side thing more for a personal thing or Mm. for a personal issue I have going on. Mm. But I actually always take a break in between writing books, in between the publishing of a book and in between the writing of draft of the next book I always take a three month break because I want to do exactly what you just said just take my mind we collapse visit the future books see what the current book changed about what I had planned get things organized I now have what's called a writing notebook which Mm -hmm. is this massive like 600 now page document of just information about (laughs) characters places wardrobes weapons uh, prophecies all basically every nook and cranny that matters in, of my series is listed in that notebook and after each book now I'm going to need to update that which is going to take it probably a month so that three month break is definitely necessary not only to now rewind but now to also update get things bio. organized yeah. so so you do it after you write the book you, I always call it the author's bible and I think that's the, yeah. so do you you always update it afterwards or do you update it as you go or do you on some stuff do you have already planned ahead so you kind of know what's there and you, you might massage it a little bit and change it some but roughly the idea is still there you have those type of concepts within that notebook as well yeah so what i do is i have the notebook with me now every time i write so all the past books information is with me okay for the book i'm currently writing i have an outline with me that's always open by my writing draft so i know what important plot points to hit always before and that's always made before i write that's not made as i'm writing that's not made Mm. off the seat of my pants i might change like one or two sentences as I'm writing but by and large that document is like the golden rule by which I write my draft and then as I'm writing it as I have information being inputted into this new book I keep track of all the important things like what a character wears characters gestures what a character (laughs) normally does in a battle that kind of thing in a small writing notebook document of just the writing notebook things I have to input for this particular book so I'll have the writing notebook information for the current book with me all the writing notebook information for the past books with me and an outline of the current book that i'm writing in pretty explicit detail and then there's also a fourth document open aside from my draft as i write and it's a plot summary of the Mm. book i'm currently writing so after i finish a writing session i'll go back to where i started read through it and Mm. summarize it 
So okay. that way, when someone asks, hey, can I see a summary of the book? I can say, yeah, sure, here you go. Okay. And just give them that document. So from writing the first book to continuing writing, is it taking you longer now? Because you're having to sometimes go back and make sure it all lines up with past books. <laughs> <laughs> That's the danger of doing a series sometimes. But It is. But is it taking you a little bit longer now because of that? Or is it just... It's actually taking me more or less the same amount of time because my writing is getting faster but now going in all this organizational and hierarchical stuff that i have to do so before it was just okay i'd write a page every hour i'd take it easy i didn't even think this was going to be like my career path at the time so i'm just like let's take it easy let's take things one by one if i forget something i'll go back and try and see what i missed which is a horrible thing to do in a series keep track of stuff right away yeah alone you might be able to get away with it but for a series you absolutely keep track of it somewhere <laughs> true because if you don't yeah. somebody will call you out on it <laughs> yeah and especially yeah, if 100%. the series gets big enough to change hands and they don't keep track of it that's oh, yeah. even worse but I didn't, I didn't hear that i didn't hear that especially today. if that series gets big enough to change hands at some point that can make it even worse it's yeah kind of, kind of like uh well this, we don't want this to happen for sure but <clears throat> you think of the uh, authors that pass away and you have other authors that come in and try to continue mm-hmm. on i think the biggest one i remember is probably robert jordan with the will of time because he passed away i think three or four books before it was finished and they brought in another gentleman to finish out the series so oh, i don't wow. know i don't know if it was as well received or not but he kind of used the outlines of robert jordan but and he's a pretty big author now himself because he's writes the same style now go figure (laughs) i think kernan redwall also had the children of the original authors start writing where their parents left off Okay, I didn't know that. Pretty sure. Redwall series. And That's Pern? A big one. Dragon Riders of Pern and all that? Oh, yes. Dragon Riders of Pern. Uh, her son took over from Anne McCaffrey. I don't know if you've read that series or not by Anne McCaffrey. I haven't. I've definitely heard of McCaffrey, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've read a few of them and liked them, but yeah, I have not read anywhere close to the whole series. But you're young enough. You shouldn't have to worry about any of that for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I'm kind of in the other mm-hmm. side of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I'm still having fun. I got a turn of the century and I'm still enjoying myself. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. Right. (laughs) With some of the power sets that you give your characters, I'm going (laughs) to... Let's see. Who do I talk about? Let's let's do a group of them here real fast, and then we can kind of okay. talk about it at all. But I will probably mispronounce this. Azaliz? Azaliz? Azaliz. Her power set is primarily, they internalize their power, but they also have a focus point, and hers is a paintbrush. But then yeah. we have one of the brothers. I love this. Z's is golf clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the other one has the trees. The trees, but probably, That's D. Uh, mm-hmm. let's see, uh, Griff eventually has hair of fire. Yeah, and hair his of fire, yeah. psychic. His primary attack is the, <laughs> the, the hammer fish. Yep. And then his visor has blades. Yeah, yep. his hair. I don't he know, are they... Are they actually tucked in his hair? Or are they part of his hair that can come back? So, I'm not quite sure on that one. <laughs> so it's a part of his head that has like attachments for these things. Okay. And they rest on an actual part of his head. But because he has an afro, you can't see okay. that. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, huh, is this his actual hair? And then when he pulls him off, he's got bald spots in his hair. <laughs> 
So if I cut his hair, does that take his powers away? <laughs> so do I just show up to the battle with a giant pair of scissors and just kind of shear it? There you until... go. We got the Samson paradox there. <laughs> Unbound um, Evil wants to know. I'm I'm brainstorming for him. <laughs> but you've kind of, and you play around with different mythologies too. You have some vampires in there. We won't give any names, but there's some vampires that show up. And you deal a little bit with Egyptology. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. really a pretty big section. Uh, the first which one I enjoy because I've always enjoyed yeah. Egyptology, just the uniqueness. And then, of course, one of the ones that really hooked me into it was, of course, Stargate back in the day. I was the movie. That's and then SG One eventually came out, and I watched that and loved it as well. But you're kind of playing with that same idea of mythologies, kind of intermixed and bringing that mm -hmm. in. You definitely have the God and the Devil thing there. Oh yes, definitely God and Devil. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so is that? I'm pretty sure that's going to be a continuous theme for you in different books coming up. Mm -hmm. Is you're you're kind of toying with the mythologies and religions of the day and. We also see in the third book a figure that's pretty prominent now. We won't mention names because I don't want to. This is not the area to discuss that. <laughs> so, yeah. But when I first read this, I thought it was going to be near future. It's and actually then, closer to just. Yeah. After the third book, I'm like, oh, I guess it's not near future. <laughs> yeah. Unless you count a week from now, maybe, I guess. It's ambiguous and it's done and it's done intentionally that way. The really only way to tell the actual time period this is taking in is it's a very very small detail that I actually uh, overlooked. It not 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 overlooked. I make it sound <laughs> oh, like you're it was telling on yourself. <laughs> I, I, I make it sound like it was an accident. It wasn't. But <laughs> but um, v, v drives in a car at the end of the Legend of V one. Okay. And that's really the only way you could figure out, hmm, okay, so it's a time period with cars in it, and that's it. That's that's the only hint I gave away at a time period, because as you guys probably know, not a single year, hmm. specific day, not, none of that's mentioned. And that's why I always thought it was near future, especially with the treehouse aspect, because it was like, oh. That's, that's a big treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Massive treehouse. <laughs> So that's where I got the idea. Whole story, but if like I, I said, correctly. when you hit the He's built on the face of a sequoia, not exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that's why I was curious if you were watching that the show that the one gentleman that builds a lot of the tree houses for the people that have money enough to afford it. Yeah, was... no, I was not, but I was definitely, <laughs> definitely reading these <laughs> at the time. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> The magic tree. I wish house. I had Christmas in Camelot with me. That is by far my favorite. <laughs> it's the book I have read the most. I've read it go. maybe twenty-five times. Ah, wow. I tend not to reread books too often. Logan does a lot, though. Yeah, I've, some of the books I've read, I've read like five or six times. But yeah, <laughs> of course, those are pretty small. They're pretty fast to get through now. Or so, the ones yeah. that are like this big. Villains by Necessity. I think I've read four times, maybe five. <laughs> I got yeah, I lost track for Christmas and Camelot after 20. So. <laughs> but at least it's a thinner book and easier to get through. So, I think it's one yeah, of the thicker like, like Magic Treehouse ones. The text but... is like 15 point font. Sorry, sorry, Logan, you were saying something. Oh, I think it's one of the thicker Magic Treehouse books, but yeah. Yeah, it is, but that's, that's like the difference between an 80-page book and like a 50-page book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So you've kind of mentioned you're bringing out a fourth book. I'm not wanting you to say anything you don't want to, but is there anything you want to tell to anybody that's listening that to look forward to, or do you just want to leave it at it's in the works? I, I, I will say one word and one word only. Okay. Camelot. Oh. Aha. Very <laughs> cool. <laughs> that sparks some stuff there. So we are continuing on down that road. So that's cool. That is cool. Uh, and I liked Thank how you. you play with the family dynamic as well with some of these characters. You, especially what I would say are the alien-esque characters, uh-huh. especially the visor character between... Mm-hmm. I mean, his family dynamic is like, oh, man. <laughs> he was like, yeah, and it's, this is kind of hard to talk about without giving anything away. It's kind of hard to, you kind of understand where he's coming from, but, and then it's like how, where he gets to, you're kind of like, wow, okay. You can see it happening, but it's like, that's a hard transition. Yeah. He comes from this horrible, <laughs> he comes from this horrible family background and then to be the only really curious homo sapiens yeah. ever. He's the white sheep of the He's species. the white sheep and... <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's the bearer of the prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there were other Homo sapiens that weren't that were closer to being white sheet too. But yeah, yeah, we saw what happened to some of those. Yeah. <laughs> True, but yeah, his family dynamics is like whoa, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then like I said, the uh, I'm going to mispronounce her name again. Azilez. 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 I'm not going to get that. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's A. I come up with very, very strange names for my characters. Her nickname's A now. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the introduction of her because at first I didn't realize who she was. And then I went back and said, oh, this is the young girl from the very first book at the school that eventually... Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Because at first I was like, okay, this friend. I had never heard of this friend. And, and it didn't really register in my mind because you kept the first book at such a clippy pace. And that's where yeah. I agree with Logan that this would be a cartoon easily or a comic book because it's a faster pace where your later books yeah. slow down a little bit. Yeah. Where I somehow I missed that they left her behind. or But then when it came back around, when she was introduced again, I was like, okay, who is this? And once it <laughs> dawned on me, I was like, Ah, okay, now that, I'm on track. So one of the, the first one quick enough that I actually remembered who she was, but <laughs> <laughs> so it, that's that's the fault of me. So if other readers are out there, be aware that sometimes things will go by. You have to pay attention mm-hmm. if you're reading in a hurry, and that's sometimes <laughs> the fault of doing shows like this. You're trying to read as fast as you can, but then life happened and. Wow. Yeah, you yeah, probably could have taken some time to read. And, and, then, uh, and then life hits you with a virus. Really? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like her callback, and I feel like she's going to be the fulcrum, for lack of a better word, or the centerpiece of the Griff and V. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's that balance point. She's the one to me that yeah. looks like she's going to keep them in line. They're going to stray a little bit, and she will stray occasionally too. Yeah. Because she does have that. This is going to sound bad, but. <laughs> She has that Irish temper sometimes, but, uh, but it's, she's not Irish, I don't think. I think she just has a temper. <laughs> so she does fly off, but at the same time, she tries to ground everybody as well. So, Yeah, yeah. No, if, if V and Griff were on the two sides of the scale, Azillas would be the one holding it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have the age-old question, Griff or V? Shipping wars. <laughs> Because that was always the case of Harry or Ron. 
<laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Griff, if it was shipping at all, seemed to be more interested in the other pairs. <laughs> Visor and hazy, but you know, we're trying to not name that. So well, yeah. I can see that one possibly developing. That's possible. Visor and hazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. We developing. shall see. <laughs> we shall see. Just, uh, just letting you know, I I have plans for everything you guys are saying right now. <laughs> so the shipping has been decided. Can you guess not correctly? Decided. <laughs> not decided. Well, but yeah, it, it's in my mind. It's in my mind, and it's definitely being thought of and developed. So everybody out there, let the shipping wars begin. Send all your emails and comments to Verox. Hashtag Team V, Team Griff, Team Azillas, Team Visor, Team Hazy, whatever it is. Whatever team you're on, whoever you want to see get shipped. There you go. Uh, Well, that's pretty much about everything. I can't think of anything else without spoiling stuff, Verox. I just... I think I was going to I don't want to spoil anything for I want to let the readers experience themselves too so I think there was Oh man it's already 8 o'clock I didn't even see that It's <laughs> yeah, been it's going on for a solid hour now Just about <laughs> almost like I said I think that's about all we can probably really do just justified or justified yeah do justice with without, without spoiling, spoiling anything. anything too much yeah too much so I think we'll I agree of, I think we'll probably leave off there. On Facebook, you can always get a hold of Varrock on his The Legend of V page. And even if yeah. you put in Legend of V, you'll get it called up for you. So you can always get in touch with Varrock that way. You do have a website. Do you have an email address on that I website? I do. It's on or? the website. Yeah. So my website, thelegendofv.com, has my email address, info at thelegendofv.com. Okay. And then I've got a Twitter page, which is I just which is, I believe, at Calustian Varrock. So it's my last name and then my first name. And then I have an Instagram also, which is rather new. It is at varkalu 17 Huh. Okay. And that's going to pretty much do it for this time around. Hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, hopefully. 100% have. <laughs> like I said, we try not to get too serious here. We, we know the world's a serious place, but for us and the podcast, we've always tried to keep it a little bit lighthearted. So we hope right. you had a good time here tonight. I absolutely did. It felt like I was right at home. Well, yeah. wait, I am. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. True. Yeah, in our studio, we used to have an office. Not, well, we're in the office of our house now. So, yeah, things yeah. have changed drastically over the last few years for us as well mm-hmm. as everybody else in the world. And as it was far as I know, it's the third place for, well, yep. fourth place for recording because we did one or two in the old days. True. This is our fourth place. So, it's sometimes First two were libraries, involved. second two were houses. <laughs> true. Oh. But we do appreciate everything, Varak. Thank you so much for doing this with us Remember- thank you for actually taking the time reading Never all did. three of my books notes and actually coming back to me with meaningful thoughtful discussion i really enjoyed this oh, they were good they were good we appreciate it and everybody right, out there you, uh Varrock's giving you some other areas you can go bards and noble uh the amazon of course has them on their site oh you're gonna have to help me out again God. What else? Where are they at, Varrock? You mentioned them at the first. I know Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and... Rockathon, and my website. Okay. Oh, and Apple iBooks. Okay. Uh-huh. So definitely check those out. Uh, if you want a digital copy, you can probably get them that way. Or if you want a physical copy, it also has physical copies. I'm old school, so I like the physical copies. As do I. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are going to digital, but I still enjoy the physical copies. So I like to have that and book in hand. Feel the cover. Yes. And I, yeah, I don't like it. to actually pay money for anything that's not physical. So. 
yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to say, okay, I spent my money on this book, but can you actually hold it? Mm-hmm. It's sometimes hard to do that. And for me, it's the same, but yeah, we were fortunate enough and we want to thank you, Varak, mm-hmm. for sending these to us. Varak was kind enough to do that for us. So we want to disclose that as well, mm-hmm. that we enjoyed them. Yep. It's definitely for a middle school read. If you want to p- pick these up, if you're at a library and a youth librarian looking for something different to put into your uh, set of books, consider this one to be placed in there. Yes, you you'll have to stir some people towards it but he's got colorful enough covers that if you display them nicely they will gravitate towards them as well so do that in your libraries when you're looking at purchasing books think about these as well so please do that for rock these are really good books to do for middle schoolers and again for your own personal collections as well enjoy them as well again we've been having fun hope everybody out there has been having fun as well rock again thank you very much thanks thank you and we will catch everybody on the flip side. Bye now. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save the day. Superman got nothing on me. I'm only one call away. Call me, baby, if you need. for listening to comic pop live we welcome your comments and suggestions by emailing us at admin at comicpoplibrary.com all emails submitted become the property of comic pop library and are subject for use in our show we would also appreciate it if you would spread the word about comic pop library by posting about us on twitter facebook or just tell someone about us this podcast is not endorsed by any publisher distributor or studio and it is intended for entertainment and information purposes only the views and comments of the show hosts are their own and are not reflective in any business, entity, or organization associated with ComicPopLibrary.com.